The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Astros Baseball. I am your host, Rob Fontenot. Uh, the Astros win the first two games of the Lone Star Series, wrapping up the series and also wrapping up the silver boot as they've already won 10 games. Uh, they've got one more game tomorrow against the Rangers and two more towards the end of the season. In this episode, we're going to recap those games and then I'm going to talk a little bit about Tyler White. If you didn't know, if you've been hiding under a rock, Tyler White has been designated for assignment. The Astros have seven to ten days to decide what they're going to do with him. And we shall see what happens. So let's go over these games. Uh, Friday, uh, that was the game I went to. I was actually there. We had really good seats. Do you remember the podcast when I told you something always happens to me? So we have all these people sitting in front of us. And the guy sitting in front of me had to have been six foot nine. He kept putting his arm behind me. He kept putting his arms up. And, but I don't know. He took off in the second inning or so. For some reason, he never came back. But it was kind of annoying while he was there. But luckily, he was gone. And it's almost like I kind of forgot about it. So anyway, we'll go over this game. Bottom of the second, Yuli Gurriel, home run number 17. It was a solo shot. Astros up 1-0. to zero. And this, when he hit this ball, it went over the uh, Crawford boxes. But as soon as he hit it, you could see their trajectory, the speed of it. I mean, as soon. It was a no-doubter as soon as it left the bat. 1-0 to zero Astros. Bottom of the third, back-to-back-to-back home runs. What an amazing experience it was to be at the game when something like this happens. The electricity in the building, uh, it was just awesome. It was awesome to be there. Altuve hit a first home run. Bregman then hit one. And then Jordan Alvarez with a 474-foot home run to the upper deck. I don't know how many rows it went up, but he knocked the snot out of that ball and I believe it was either the first or the second longest home run in uh, Astros StatCast history. So the Astros are rolling along with JV on the mound. Uh, 4-0. to zero. Uh, It was looking good. We were having fun. And the Astros just stopped scoring. And finally at the top of the six, the Rangers broke through. Verlander was already... Uh, there are already two outs in the inning. Verlander just went over 100 pitches, or he was right there with about 97 when Odor hit a solo home run. And then Cabrera followed that up with a solo home run. So he gave up two solo home runs back-to-back with two outs, already had pitched 100. I guess he just wanted to give his 
team one more inning. Uh, Will Harris came in in the top of the seventh. Uh, he There was an error on Altuve, which probably cost us a run. Uh, that guy shouldn't have been on base. Then there was a single that moved the runners and then a wild pitch. And it may have, yeah, I think it was that way. So it was the wild pitch. Then we got runners on second and third. And then all it took was a ground out to get the run in. And that made it four to three. So let me tell you this from, uh, if you were at the game, you know what I'm talking about. After the third inning, we you are on this high. Everybody's excited. Uh, it's so awesome. You feel like you're just going to destroy them. And then you can kind of feel it. You can kind of feel the Rangers chipping away at it. So you kind of start getting worried. And then towards the end of the game, you're just sitting on your edge of your seat, you know, just hoping that they can hold them because they just couldn't score. I mean, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, eighth inning. Well, they didn't hit in the ninth, but they couldn't score. It was nuts. But they did enough great pitching. Uh, Verlander went six innings. He allowed eight hits and two runs. Only one walk and 12 strikeouts. Amazing night for him. Like I said, if they would have taken him out after he hit 100, he probably wouldn't have gave up them two runs. But, you know, he stuck it out. Gave up two runs for his team. His ERA sitting at 299. Only runs allowed were the two home runs. The only, you know, that's the only blemish on his record. It was a good outing. Uh, Josh James had an, uh, pitched an inning at two strikeouts and Osuna with a one, two, three inning. I believe he picked up a save. I forgot to write down what number it was. Altuve was two for four with that home run. Six out of nine Astros got hits. And three out of nine, 33% of the Astros got home runs. So after the game, I'm trying to learn how to say this guy's name, but after the game, they had a press conference and I knew it would come eventually. They Eventually, the pitchers would wear out I know they got that hole uh, in the rotation, and it had to happen. Someone had to go. So they called up Jose Urquidy. Urquidy. I wrote it down like that so I can remember how to say it, and I still feel like I said it wrong. So they call him up, and they designated Tyler White for assignment. And like I said earlier, we're going to get into that later. So, Arkady got the start tonight. Amazing. This is a game. When I was talking to the guys at the game behind me last night, I told them this might be the only one we win. Because I knew who was pitching next. And how wrong I was and how wrong probably most of you were. I mean, who thought that Arkady was going to go seven innings and only allow two hits and one run? And that was a solo home run by Chu. Nine strikeouts and zero. Zero walks. That's amazing. Uh, Devo. Chris Davinsky pitched an inning and struck out all three batters he faced. Rondon pitched a scoreless inning. Very good. Very good game. So bottom of the third, Astros got things started. Springer with a double. Straw scored. Brantley with a double. Springer scored. We're up two to zero after the third inning. Top of the fourth, that's when the Rangers answered back with the only run of the game. Sensu Chu, a solo home run. Uh, bottom of the fifth, Yuli Gurriel added again. Another home run, 18th home run of the year. Astros up 3-2-1. to 
Bottom of the sixth, Tony Kemp with a solo home run over the Crawford boxes. I wasn't sure that was going to go in. I thought it was going to be foul, but he did get it in. So Brantley went three for four, Miles Straw two for four, and Kemp went one for four, but he did have a home run. So this is, I circled those two stats for a reason. When we brought up that extra pitcher, they had to get rid of one guy. And all along, no matter my feelings about Tyler White's personality or his habits or his play, all along I've said he's going to be the last guy that they get rid of. So Miles Straw and Tony Kemp are still here. Out of those three, for some reason, they chose Tyler White. And Miles Straw went two for four, and Tony Kemp hit a home run. So let me tell you this. You got Urquidy, who they called up and got rid of Tyler White, and Straw and Kemp, who they kept instead of Tyler White. All three of those performed tonight. All three of them did great, and it made the decision look like a good one at least for one day. So the Astros had 11 hits and Texas only had two. I can't believe this happened. This is one of the craziest things I've seen. Uh, this guy got tore up last time he came up and pitched and I was just amazed. I mean, he did really good. It was a really good game. Me and my wife watched every pitch of it. Uh, he actually retired 21 of the 23 batters he faced uh, I don't know how they reached. I think it might have been an error, but I don't know how I missed that. But 21 out of 23 uh, batters retired. And what about Yuli Gurriel? 13 homers and 28 RBIs in the last 21 games. Let that sink in. 21 games, Yuli Gurriel has 28 RBIs. That is over an RBI per game. And 13 home runs. That's at least a home run every other game. And he's also hit five consecutive games. Let me rephrase that. Five consecutive games, Yuli Gurriel at Minute Maid Park has a home run. So the silver boot is over. Uh, tomorrow we got Rogelio Armonteros trying to close out the sweep. I sure hope we get it. I will be at work. I'm going to work till... 3.15, maybe get home by 4. So we're looking at, uh, oh, maybe maybe catching the end of it, depending on how the game goes. But I look back at the silver boot. The uh, Rangers took two out of the first six, so we dug ourselves a hole. But then that third series, when we swept them 4-0, to zero, we took the two-game lead. We uh, split the next one, and then now we've beat them 2-0 to zero so far, and that's 10 to six. So it's the first one to 10 because they play a total of 19 games. Um, I did not see, I looked at uh, to see if Oakland won or not, and it didn't even look like they played. Maybe it got rained out. I'm really not sure. So I saw a story about Brad Peacock. He said his MRI was negative, but there's still no timeline for his return. If Urquidy and our Monteros can perform, then maybe they can just wait a while. Uh, I believe Blum made a comment during the game saying that there are 
I think he said 11 games, 10 or 11 games left before the trade deadline. So these guys, all both Urquidy and uh, Monteros, may make two more starts each. So this is a stat that I saw. I want to give you this before I take a small break. Uh, the stats in the four-game win streak for the Astros. I just caught this on uh, Twitter, and I didn't write down who who uh, shared it, but it wasn't Astro stats. But it said four-game winning streak for the Astros, the starting pitchers. 25 and one-third inning, only five earned runs in the last four games for the starters. Only 10 hits allowed. Only four walks. That's one walk per game and 35 strikeouts. That's almost nine strikeouts a game for the starting pitchers. That is amazing. Good job. Let's hope that our Monteros can keep it up. We're going to take a small break. You are listening to Astros Baseball. All right, I'm back. So for everyone out there that does not have Twitter or you don't follow me, I don't know why you would listen to this and not follow me. But anyway, I don't think everybody has Twitter. So let me share with you. Let me share with you what I said about Tyler White in my tweet. I said I always talk about how much I dislike Tyler White, but it surprises me how bad I feel for him. He's a real person with real dreams, I wish him luck, and I'd love to see him make it on another team. Hashtag Astros. And I really would. Um, I've said all along that I can't stand him. I wish they'd get rid of him. He sucks. He shouldn't be on the team. There's got to be someone better. I wanted this. I wanted him gone. And when it finally happened, I felt bad. I mean, I didn't have anything to do with it, but I felt bad for him. And there's one thing you sh- you should know, and, and you probably do know this. I don't have to like the guy, but let me, let me get a little deeper. Some people can say you hate Tyler White, all your hatred that you spew on him. But I don't hate him. I don't even know him. How can I hate the guy? I could dislike things he does. I could dislike his mannerism. I could dislike the way he chews gum. I can dislike his performance. But I don't hate him. I can't hate him. I don't know him. So if you hate Tyler White or you hate Jose Altuve or Carlos Gomez or anybody, you don't really hate them because you don't know them. You hate their performance. So anyway, that it would be like hating a bad guy in a movie. You can hate the bad guy, but you're not hating the actor if you get my drift. But anyway, I don't know Tyler White, so I can't hate him. I may hate that he was on the team, but I don't hate him. And I did feel bad. Immediately, as soon as I felt, as soon as I found out, I felt bad. I really did. And it surprised me. I thought I would be happy. And I even got some tweets by people telling me that I was probably celebrating. And there was a lot of sympathy for Tyler White. There was a Colin McHugh and Josh Reddick's wife both spoke out about all the people making fun of him. There was some pretty mean stuff on Twitter, and I didn't say anything. And so I'm going to read some of these comments that people wrote. 
Uh, Round Rock Tim, it is possible to dislike his performance but still like him. Uh, Michael Garza said, absolutely. Tyler seemed like a great guy. Just had a very disappointing year after showing some promise last season. Uh, The Outspoken Truth, he said, okay, people, feel sorry about Tyler White. Even heard from Miss Reddick telling us how disappointed she was in the fans about White losing his job. Every job has a line of demarcation. In a regular job, you don't perform. Other than a government job, you lose it. And they bring in another person. No different here. So I totally agree with that as well. If a guy is hitting 100, that means he's doing his job 1 out of 10 times. And I know baseball, if you hit 300, pretty good. If you hit about 260, 270, you're really good. And also, I wanted to talk about... So this section, is gonna, this section or whatever you want to call it, it's going to have a lot of rambling because I don't have anything written down. And I might go off in different places. And I already forgot what I was talking about. So let's go with this guy. It was time for him to go. No one will argue with this. That's what Round Rock Tim said after that. Ricardo said, it's easy for us to forget these guys are human no matter what happens. He got to live the dream and he did. So what we were talking about is that when people perform, in my line of duty, where I work, I'll tell you we build trucks at Toyota. And these guys building trucks build 500 trucks a day. That's 2,500 trucks in a week. 2,500, and I'm not even going to do the math, but you can, exp- you can uh, believe that it's pretty low. If we had a guy where I worked that had two defects a week, two defects out of 2,500 attempts, that guy would get fired. That guy wouldn't be working there, and we would all feel bad for him. I had a friend that lost his job because he wouldn't come to work and kept being late for work. And I kept telling him, what are you doing? You're going to lose your job. But he, you know, and I felt bad for him, but it's his fault. He didn't perform the the, uh, requirement of the job. Show up and do your job correctly. If you don't do it, you should lose your job. So in that regard, maybe I don't feel bad for him. But I do. I do feel bad for him. Because I guess if you wore that Astro uniform, I always love you. But you start thinking about it, folks. You start thinking about it's a job. He's not a kid chasing his childhood dream, although he is. It's a job. It's a, his job as a professional baseball player. And whether you like him or whether you don't, he wasn't performing. And that's all I got to say about that. So we had a question sent in by Randy, and let me read this to you. He said he was going to send me a question, and I thought he was going to text it to me, but looking on Twitter now on the computer, I see the question. So he wrote, I know you've been critical of Tyler White, but it looks like he will be about A.J. Reed. So kind of what he's saying is Tyler White's going to end up like A.J. Reed. Who would have thought that someone was going to pick up A.J. Reed. Tyler White's more successful than him, so I think someone's going to get him. And I would really like to talk to someone about this, but it's just me. Uh, but I do think he'll... He, I think he's better than A.J. Reed. A.J. Reed was a flop, 
But I think someone posted his first week with the Chicago White Sox. He has one home run, and he's hitting 278. So good luck. A.J. Reed. Okay, see, this is another thing. I was going to say when A.J. Reed... uh, Sam, you got to be politically correct. I was going to say A.J. Reed sucks. And this is another thing that bothers me. When I say... Here's what I hate. You say... Tyler White sucks, or A.J. Reed sucks. And there's always somebody on Twitter saying that they're better than you. Well, at least he can be in the major leagues. Well, yeah, that's fine. But when what you got to realize, get off your high horse and listen to people when they say somebody sucks. They are saying that if you compare... This one person out of 25, you've got 25 professional athletes on the team. So what they're saying is this guy sucks compared to the rest of the guys. Nobody's saying that they're better than him. Tyler White is a better baseball player than millions and millions and millions of people. Millions. I don't even know how many million. However however many million or billion people there are on earth. He's better than that many people. But when you say he sucks, it's he sucks compared to the guys on his team. You have a certain level that you want from the guys on your team. Some people say you're spoiled if you're complaining about one guy. But, I mean, if he's horrible, he's horrible. All right, so what else did he say? So he said, uh, I know you're critical of Tyler White. It looks like he's going to be like A.J. Reed." He goes, but don't you think he was better than Singleton? So when John Singleton came up, He was supposed to be uh, the new big superstar first baseman for us. And I thought he was. I was excited when they called him up. Because that was back when they were horrible and they weren't calling people up. And I I was thinking about that earlier too. When they were, uh, after the game on Friday, they made a big deal, made an announcement on the big board about uh, A.J. Hinch becoming the second most winningest manager in Astros history and the comment that I made to my wife I love my wife's innocence when it comes to sports because when I say something like what I'm going to tell you she's she's uh, genuinely interested in knowing what I'm going to say so I told her after they said that I was thinking I told her that the first thought came to my head is he has a good record because he has an awesome team. I'm not, I'm not doubting that he's a great manager. But what I told her is who knows what Bo Porter could have done? Who knows? Bo Porter was the manager of the castaway team. The team that Bo Porter fielded was horrible. I even remember one time they were interviewing him on TV and he was 
it, it was almost like he was asking management to call somebody up. He said he needed some help up there. They left him up there to dry, and they picked up Correa and Springer and Bregman and all these guys. They get rid of them, and they bring up Hinch. Now, I'm not saying that Porter could have done the same thing. It's possible because the Astros are talented. They're super talented, but there could be something A.J. Hinch does that he wouldn't do. A.J. Hinch could be smarter. A.J. Hinch could plan better. A.J. Hinch could have better relationships with his players. Uh, If you look at it in the major leagues, as far as managers go, a lot of managers used to be catchers. Brad Osmus was a catcher. Bruce Bochy was a catcher. Uh, a lot. There was a lot. I think Girardi was a catcher. There's a lot. So the catchers are smart. And I'm not sure what Bo Porter did. Bo Porter, I looked him up the other day, and he's not even in, in, uh, in Major League Baseball or anything. So I've really went rambling on. And for some reason, I want to get a little personal here. For some reason... I have agreed to come in to work on Sunday. What was I thinking? I could be sitting in my chair, relaxing, watching TV, staying up as late as I want, and I got to go to bed. I don't know why, but I said yes. I guess I wanted some money. I don't know. But anyway, hopefully the Astros win tomorrow, and we'll see if I get to watch any of it. And uh, I do appreciate everyone out there for listening and uh, send in some messages. You can text message me at 210-919-1695. Record a, vis- uh, record a voice memo. Then you can text it to me, 210-919-1695. Or email it to me at rl underscore f-o-n-t. rl underscore font at yahoo.com. And I will play it on the show. So text me, ask me questions, comments, whatever you want to do. If you want to do the voice message, you can do that as well. Or you can download the Anchor app and send in a uh, message for a minute. It's, it's a lot easier. You have to go through the trouble of downloading a free app. But I mean, you know, it's super easy to send in your comments. So... Uh, at on Twitter, it's at Rob Fontenot. So if you have anything, because tomorrow night, I'm just going to give you a warning or a heads up. I put a tweet out there to get a co-host. And I don't know if any of you follow him, H-Town Wheelhouse. But uh, we tried to put a show on the other day. But he's going to come on and we're going to see what's going to happen with us. Um, if we could work it out, maybe we could become a team and have a podcast together. If not... Maybe he can just be someone that comes on quite a bit and we could just find other people. Because I have a weird schedule. I think he's a school teacher and I work nights for two weeks, days for two weeks. So it might be hard to find someone to actually be a total partner with. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to start getting more people on. Uh, I was going to try to get Robert Land on, but I've kind of like rambled on too long. But anyway, awesome game on Friday. And uh, like I said, the last podcast, that was the first time that we went on uh, Friday to go see the fireworks, and it was fun. It was a lot of fun to see the fireworks, and I don't think it would have been as fun if they would have lost. 
And also over by the hotel, they opened up uh, the Rustic. So I'm all bragging on Facebook about how awesome the Rustic is. And then three people tell me that there's one here in San Antonio. And I felt dumb. I didn't know. I didn't know there was one here. But I guess what I meant was there's one by the hotel and it stays open till 2. And it's perfect for having a drink. And it was perfect for having a hamburger before the game. That was really good if you haven't been to the Rustic yet. Anyway, that's it for this podcast. I do appreciate everyone out there for listening. And we'll see you tomorrow night on Astros Baseball. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.